Hey, what is up, Conroe? This is Rick TRC. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 on KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Born to be kings with a All right. Biggest Skippy in the morning, 923, here on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station, broadcasting live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. It's the 4th of January, 2021. 53 degrees outside here in the area. Not a lot of chance for rain, but it's going to be a little cloudy. The high today is going to be 70, low is going to be 43. We're going to be hanging out with just Skippy and I today, which is, uh, it's okay by me. <laughs> we do have a guest on Friday. We have the, the Suture Buddy coming back. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. And we don't have a guest for Wednesday, so if you want to be a guest, let us know. Dick and Skippy at gmail.com. All that kind of stuff. If you're listening to Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, always remember we broadcast live on Facebook, too. If you get to the office or wherever you are and want to watch and join in and have a conversation in the comments section Hello. All right. So, today's show brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Montgomery County's office cleaning service, and of course, Creative Content Creations, C3 The Woodlands. Uh, they do all of your copywriting, editing, all that kind of stuff. They'll do whatever you want. Just give them money, and they'll do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it is the new year, Sean. It how, is. How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm doing well. There have been some changes, like some stuff stayed the same, but some stuff changed. I guess. Yeah. First off, I became a, a granddaddy again. So what is that, number three? Three. Number three, as far as we you know. You don't look it. Thank you. Although, you know, once you become a grandparent of I mean, you, three. You, you look more like of like nine. A grandparent of nine. Yeah. It's probably right around the corner. There are more kids, and they're all of age now. So you never know. Those nine grandkids may actually pop in this year. But yeah, Luke Daniel Thompson, born on January the 2nd, okay. 6.56 in the morning. Uh, there were there were New Year's Eve contractions. We thought we may actually get one of those lifetime supplies of diapers things from being the first baby born. Speaking of which, I want to give a shout out to Kylie Marie Cheatham, who is the first baby born in Montgomery County. Okay. Yeah, to shout something out. in the morning, to her parents. Uh, is that really an important thing? Well, it's... Remember, it's only secular that, you know, 365 days where we reset the calendar. Yeah. That's just a human thing. So it's just fun to say the first It's fun baby. to say the first one of the, or, you know, it's like 11-11, make a wish kind of thing. We just love playing with numbers. But one of the benefits is usually, I think it's like Pampers or someone gives like lifetime supply. To the first one. To the first one. Now, it could just be like born nationally or globally or and something. And they're like, sorry, Pampers, we're going natural. We're just using the cloth type. Yep. But yeah, so Luke's yeah. doing his thing. I got to see him on a con- video call yesterday. Showed him off to my mom and the missus. So now my mother's got three grand, three great grandchildren. There you go. Man. Yeah. So that's what changed for me. Any anything? No. New in your world? No. Nope. No. Wonder Woman still sucks. But Who? we have, we haven't really talked about that. Who? Wait, what now? Have you seen Wonder Woman yet? 
I, I have not. I don't intend to, but this is funny. I, I actually watched a very long recap of it by this guy called the, the oh, the, the drunk something. Oh, I bet it's real informational. No, that's just his handle. He's not drunk while he's doing it. Um, but he went into great detail with a lot of footage as to what was wrong with it. And much like you told me about it, your issues with it, he pretty much mirrored your saying, this yeah. makes no sense or this is a retcon. And he said, I'm already getting wailed on like by women for just for saying I don't like this. Now, as a joke, kind of half seriously, half jokingly, I put on on Facebook kind of a, hey, I don't have to watch it because according to the reviews, I already saw it many years ago back when it was called Catwoman because it seems like a lot of the same nah, bad writing. Well, it's more of it's more of a Spider-Man 3. Right. But just, it was done in jest, kind of like, yeah. hey, you know, same kind of plot and bad writing and stuff like that. Well, I was getting <laughs> nailed left and right by a lot of people, like a lot of people who were, how dare you you know, plan to go to a movie or not, depending on what, rev- what review says. How dare you? How dare How you? dare I? And Just going to see what you want. But I, I people, would totally suggest you go see this movie. But this is, I would suggest everyone to go see this, this movie. This is the punchline don't to pay this a lot for it. situation. No, I have no intentions of paying for it or, or watching it unless under duress. But what I was noticing in this, it's those who were defending it were doing a, I don't want to say a yeah, but, but, their defense was they were really stretching on some stuff. Someone said, like, oh, my God, it was good. The the plot was, you know, you can handle it. Uh, I gave it a C minus. It's like then it wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. Or, and it's it, almost like. To, well, to me, the movie is a perfect example to show people of what makes. What choices are made to make a movie and they're always the bad choices because there was a couple of things that you knew they had talented people working on. But then there was some decisions made you're like where did this come from and uh it just it did not connect and it's so funny to me that coming from a group of people that are competent you know and making move and making movies because mm-hmm. the first one one was okay like it was a good oh, I movie i loved it so it's like what to me it's almost now uh, real quick we can't give spoilers we're gonna give a shout out to krista who's watching it tonight and of course this is just one man's opinion here but yeah absolutely watch it and enjoy yeah, it, krista, I would, yeah. no spoilers i would totally tell everyone to go watch it because it because <laughs> it, it's one of those things that makes you think afterwards because you're like man like i couldn't i don't really know how i feel about it but you can definitely tell there's some movie things in it that were so poorly done mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's kind of like one of those things where uh those movies, you know what you call it? You, know, you like to call it when you write it, when you put the rifle on the wall. Chekhov's rifle. Chekhov's rifle. Well, they would do that, but they wouldn't show the rifle. They would just bring it out. And you're like, where did that come from? Were we supposed to know about that? And usually see bad writings the other way where you do a setup and then you don't see it. Yeah, this is the other way. Like, There's a lot of plot elements where you're like, wait, where did this come from? And it's almost like they put it off the editing floor and they just kind of forgot about it. Well, from what I was able to gather, I think, and my biggest beef with with movies is sloppy writing. Now, there's a difference between bad writing and sloppy writing. Bad writing is fine for it's what it Star is. Star Wars Episode One. That's bad writing because the dialogue is stale. It doesn't really move the plot because everyone already knows the plot. So that's the only reason people b- now, bear here's with the, it. Here's the difference knew. between bad and sloppy, and I'll use this example. Bad writing is the dialogue, as yeah. you said, the, the the setup, the the ick factor of yeah, like of the whole Jake Lloyd. Yeah, it's just bad writing. On. Sloppy writing is when they're trying to retcon with the whole 
midichlorian count and and who is whose father, so forth and so on. Now, this is I will give you spoilers. Well, no, sloppy writing. Darth Sean, Vader is Luke's father. Sloppy writing would be episode uh, the the newer ones because they basically took the foundation of what everyone understood and just kind of did whatever they want. Well, with that it. was Ryan. What's his name? But no, in the prequels, this is the difference between bad and sloppy. Bad is the dialogue. Sloppy was. In episode five, the whole, no, Luke, I'm your father, we're all freaking out. Oh, my gosh. Well, now three episodes before that, they put it in that it's not a big deal. So future generations, if they watch these from episodes one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, with the by the time the big reveal happens at the end of uh, Empire Strikes Back that Darth Vader is Luke's father, no one cares because it, it's... Yeah, no, I agree. So that's sloppy. Well, I think the main issue... Well, we can talk about Star Wars all day. I think the, the like, and this is something kind of going hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think the whoever wrote all of them couldn't capture the one element of the saga because it's either Anakin's story, mm-hmm. or if it was Luke's story, or if it's the story of the Force. Mm-hmm. I think if they chose one of those, because you didn't know they're going to be making all these movies in the seventies, they had no idea. So when you're writing it, it's hard to bounce off of something that was created 15 years ago to make it really, really work. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what I always felt about the Star Wars saga. Is like you either choose one and then you go with it because like, they never mentioned Padme ever again after episode three. And I'm like, if that was the biggest decision of his like driving, driving the character's decision, mm-hmm. you think you would mention it at least once. you know? But no, they, like Darth Vader never mentions it. And never blames Obi-Wan for killing her. You know, like, you think that would be a, a crucial line yep. in episode four. but And that's just because they didn't know they were doing that. So I'm not blaming it. It's just kind but of... But again, it's sloppy where, you know, one part Luke asked Leia, what do you remember about your mother? Oh, she was kind of sad. The, the mother died in childbirth. There's no way yeah. Leia can remember this unless she's yeah. talking about her stepmother. Which well, is... that's why Star Trek people are so obsessed with their stuff because it's like they got to fact check everything and... Here's the thing. It's called the willing suspension of disbelief. It's not the suspension of disbelief. It's the willing suspension. It's how much you're willing to suspend it. And take your most rabid Trekkie. They they will believe, you know, this universe, as long as you don't jack with it. And for years, you know, it was like, you can't break warp 10. You can't do it. You can't do it. It can never be done. And then they had a stupid episode where Voyager breaks warp 10 and they turn into platypuses. And I like it. that was unforgivable to the, you can go to warp 9.999 and 999 and no one will care. But to your fan base, to the universe created, if you break your own rules yeah. with sloppy writing. And I think for, for Wonder Woman 84, from what I've heard, the, the, the bad writing is kind of like the, the character choices maybe that, that some of them are making. But the sloppy writing is kind of, wait, in Justice League, she said she walked away for 100 years, but now she's not. And if she's here in the 80s and, like, overtly out there with, you know, newspapers and TV coverage and stuff, then how come no one recognizes her or when she pops up again in the 2000s, like, I've never heard of you before. So that's that's sloppy, and that's that's the difference between the two. But what I found with those who were kind of defending the movie, like, rapidly to me, and this goes for both parties, those who wanted to... Who so who defend the presidential candidate of their choice, knowing that the that the guy's a total tool. Um, and I don't care if it's Biden or Trump or Bernie or anyone. I'm saying or, or Hillary, anyone that that has a favorite candidate or or being told, 
you know, if you don't support this person, you're against the party or whatever. So they'll defend that person, but the reasons for defending, even th- they know it's a stretch. And that's what I was laughing. I couldn't even respond to these uh, uh, slings and arrows yeah, well, <laughs> thrown I mean, for my Well, what bothers joke. me about the whole deal is, like, what's wrong with having a bad movie? Like there's, not, not, there's nothing wrong with it being because when you were telling me about it, you said you watched it before you even realized it was written and directed by a woman. Yeah, and well, so I knew it was directed like, by it. I knew it was directed by her uh, by Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins is a good director. Like there's no doubt. She I mean she she wrote mm-hmm. and directed Monster mm-hmm. with Charlie's Throne. Who they won multiple Oscars. Like she she knows what she's doing. I felt like in this in this movie itself, it, it literally felt like that's when COVID hit when they were making the movie. And they were like, hey, we have to make this work because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So they just kind of like took scenes that they wanted to do to explain, you know, how to get to point A to point B. They're like, well, we can just do it in the car. We don't need to have anything explained. We just do it in the car. And like, so a lot of the, the in-between scenes were so short. And I was like, I feel like I'm missing a bunch of information that I should have known that would have been explained in another scene. But they never had it. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what it felt like. It felt like this is a... But it well, wasn't. This movie was made before COVID, which means they had an, another year to fix it, and they never did anything. Even the CGI, I was like, man, you had a whole year. You could, you know, you could work on this CGI and make it actually bearable. It is interesting watching as the entertainment industry comes, or shall I say, came to life, because I think a lot of them have been shut down again uh, with some spikes. But I'm old, so I tend to lean towards CBS nowadays. So, you know, watching Blue Bloods. Yeah, which takes place in New York, and the main character Tom Selleck is the police commissioner, and so knowing that they'd have to address the defund the police, Black Lives Matter, and the masking for New York, it's interesting how they're handling how they've handled it so far. Um, some uh, there's an up, uh, there's another show I like called uh, The Unicorn about a widower trying to get back in the dating world, and they did a kind of a Black Lives Matter thing, and again, walk the fine line where it wasn't a lecture so much, but they had to address the elephant in the room. And last night I watched, there's a sitcom called Last Man Standing, the Tim Allen yeah. sitcom. And it's it's notable in that it is conservative-based. It's one of the very few sitcoms where the uh, main character is unashamedly conservative, but not as a joke. And... What they chose to do was set it three years in the future. This is the final season. And Tim Allen's character saying, I'm not going to shave my beard till uh, COVID's over, till the pandemic's over. And then it flashes forward three years and he's got like a Jeremiah Johnson beard. And he's like, yeah, we finally made it. And so everything's happening in 2023, which is odd because they're starting a show that has frequently – ragged on current politics and now they won't be able to do that so i'm not sure if i'm a fan of what they've done but first episode was relatively innocuous we'll see what the next ones are but as these shows are trying to recover you know masks you know what's funny to me about the you're telling people giving you a hard time about wonder woman it's like it and i don't know how to precisely respond to them but my mindset <laughs> Sorry, there's a, no. well it's funny because there are so many elements to Wonder Woman that they commented on the cliches that women are portrayed in movies and they put them up even more right yeah like it was kind of like bizarre because you know one of our friends uh, that we have a movie chat group 
And she's like, well, you know, this is made by an all-female cast. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that it's because it was made by females. It sucks. It's like, it's funny to me that there's literally a cat fight in the movie between two people who were friends, and now they're not friends because one's jealous of the other. Yeah, they're and throwing I'm like, the Bechdel test. And I'm going like, wait a second, what's going on here? Well, I think and it's Cliff who, who pointed out what an opportunity to have made um, Kristen Wiig's character, who's a cheetah, the main villain. Now she's number two banana to a guy who's the bad who's guy. Who's not even a bad guy. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I just think maybe hearts were in the right place. Well, another another movie, the execution. Thing, I don't know whether to call them tropes or whatever. There was another scene to display women's power. Is she, You know what happens to Cheetah when she starts becoming Cheetah? Well, no spoilers, don't forget. Well, no, no, this is a small dose. She becomes able, she's able to walk in heels. There's, 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 oh, like some actual superpower? There's, there's, no, there's literally two scenes with her tripping. Like when you first introduce her, she's tripping on her her, her heels because she's like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, I guess women in the 80s wore heels. I don't really know. But they're basically showing her she's kind of clumsy or whatever. And then when she gets her wish granted, she there's a scene of her stepping up real fast on the ladder with heels and the janitor spilt stuff. He's like, oh, man, you got some good reflexes on those heels there. Dick, you kind of nailed it. If this had been a movie in the 80s, or even, let's say, the turn of the century, turn yeah. of the millennium, it was more forgivable. For instance, what... Uh, now, Kristen said she's there for Chris Pine, so she knows this won't be a I spoiler. I think that's why they wrote him in there, Krista, just because they're like, this movie doesn't have anything that people want to watch. And it's like, we got to put Chris Pine somehow back so into this movie. So, essentially, Chris Pine is quantum leaped in. His consciousness take, takes over another person's body. I'm, I'm glad. I'm so Dick and Skippy in the morning's reviews. Wonder Woman. Sorry, Chris. So we're just going to go into it. We're into it. But in the 80s and 90s, and even the aughts, that was okay. You know, the the well, thoughts of okay, Sam Beckett slept into someone's body and he sleeps with another woman. Well, essentially, he's having sex without that person's yeah. consent. Oh, that was the, that was now back then. No one would have thought about top. that. Well, but here. Apparently, the, the that, that implication is there, and of course, now it's offensive. Yeah, that you know, who basically Chris Pine's or this other actor who Chris Pine is in has been molested. Uh, because the the owner, well, bo- the, the owner the, mind well, did the not get consent. The scariest thing about that scenario to me was like, what would happen if Wonder Woman got pregnant? Well, they see they even had that in Quantum Leap where he sleeps with someone, and she gets pregnant, and it's his baby, not the host body. Because how Quantum Leap got around it is that when it wasn't his consciousness if went you, into someone else's body. People don't know what we're talking about. An eighties TV show, time traveling. One of the no, best no. Shows. So in Wonder Woman, the premise of this episode of the of the she thing, wishes Chris Pine back, and he comes a, back. There's a stone that mm-hmm. grants wishes, but there you learn at a price. But they don't really tell you what that price is. It's like. They kind of go, it's just random. It just, just depends. And I'm guessing in this one, she, not knowing the stone was real, she just read the engraving. She's like, well, I know what I wish for. <laughs> and Chris Pine came back, but inadvertently came back and took over the body of some other stra- yeah, uh, strange man. Yeah, some guy pre-existing man. that his so, consciousness See, to me, out. like, if they spelt it out, like, that was the give and take of the wish. If she couldn't have Chris Pine back just appear mm. he had she had to he had to appear in somebody else so the conundrums there where it's like what do i do about this guy this guy basically i killed him with my wish or i put him in the phantom zone or wherever you want to put him mm-hmm. and then, like that should be part of the story going like oh i'm so conflicted 
But no, that never happened. Like, they went clothes shopping, and they did all these things, and it's like, do, is she not concerned that, especially when he's going with her to all these places where she's getting shot at, and it's like, there's this innocent man lost, and his body's He's suddenly not showing up at work, who's not yeah. taking his insulin. and I was just like, I feel like that was written in originally, but they didn't like it. Someone, some producer goes, no, 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 we just need more Chris Pine flirting with Wonder Woman. That's mm-hmm. what we need. And uh, that that so really again, in the 80s and out. 90s that was kind of the de rigueur and how quantum we've got around it. It's the thing is that his body does the actual leaping, but the aura of the other person is what the world sees. So like there's an instance where he leapt into someone who didn't have legs. Yeah, and his buddy tells him don't stand up because he would look like he was floating in air because his body is there. Oh, that's cool. So that's how they got around the whole if he slept with someone else, yeah. it was actually him doing it. And not- well, I mean, they again, this is a Make a Wish show, so like they can really do whatever they want. Because I felt like it's kind of like the time. Well, travel. the director said I, I've been doing some some follow ups. She said, well, since the wish, okay, Krista, plug your ears for ten no, seconds. Just, Krista, just don't tune in. We're gonna talk about it. Yeah, no, for ten seconds, just plug your ears. The director director says, well, since the wishes are all undone at the end, it never happened, so it's okay. Okay, Krista, you can listen again. So that's kind of a, and like Cliff said earlier, sloppy writing is from a certain point of view. Remember in the Star Wars things, when you got to just change something? Yeah. It's just, well, from a certain point of view, I was telling the truth. No, 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 no. Same thing with this. If Wonder Woman 84 had been done in the 80s or even 2004, I would probably enjoy it a lot more because that was the kind of camp we were going for. Mm-hmm. But after, again, after Marvel did the whole, you know, X-Men, and I know there weren't, that's not Marvel in the film universe, but, you know, Days of Future Past and even the Dark Phoenix and Endgame and Tony Stark's killed and all these things, people aren't going for the camp as much anymore. And this is, if you want something funny, it's on YouTube somewhere. The people that did the Batman TV show from 1966 also worked on a pilot for a Wonder Woman version of it, where it was Wonder Woman, but it was chintzy, like Batman, Adam West Batman. And there's this five-minute pilot with her and her her version of Aunt Harriet, and then what happens, she goes and gets dressed, and it's like, Wonder Woman, the strength of Hercules... uh, but the uh, she only thinks she's beautiful like Athena, and the rest of the pilot is her googling herself in the mirror, thinking she's beautiful, but in reality she's she's dorky, like your typical you know cross-eyed, horn-rimmed glasses secretary. And I watch that going. This has got to be I'm, when I say offensive, not like I'm woke offensive, but it's like the, who thought this would be a good idea? Fortunately, never got past that. But if, if you want to watch that, I think that's officially the worst Wonder Woman. No, I think yeah, I don't know. It, it it's so funny to me that they had two hundred million or two hundred million dollars to spend on this movie, and then they didn't fix all the normal movie stuff, and then they they included so many ridiculous things that, like the like the opening sequence is a twenty minute triathlon or whatever you want to call it race. Oh, the, the little girl when thing. she's a little girl, and immediately while like as I'm watching, I go, man, I I remember like them. She's not allowed to do that stuff. Because well, she couldn't fly. Now she can fly. She says she walked no, no, away no, for I'm saying, years. She like, if you remember away. from the the first Wonder Woman, they made a big deal about right. her not training because of either they knew what she was, or they were trying to you know protect her from hurting other people. You know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. it was kind of like why why like this? But then you see her competing against grown adults, and she gets in trouble because she takes a shortcut. 
I think that's if I remember correctly. I think it's a shortcut, mm-hmm. or you know, like she missed a ring, but that still doesn't mean she's going to win in the end. Like it's kind of like if you miss a shot during the biathlon, you get you don't get the points, so you're going to have less points than somebody who did hit the shot, mm-hmm. but not enough to where a woman stops her in the middle of the race, going, "You can't, you, you know, you're cheated. Like you have to stop. <laughs> you're disqualified." I'm like, "What's going on here?" Now, Misty Race is a good point. She says it's a movie. Period. It's fake. Uh, no, Misty, well, no, here's the thing. no, it's not fake. Come on, guys. <laughs> here's the thing about first off is this movie was like what three hundred million to make. Two hundred million. But this is what I will call a statement movie about female empowerment, and it, in front of the camera and behind the camera. The fact I that they say that was like that's the reason they made it. No, 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 no. But I'm saying it is. That's that's the finished product. I think is, Wonder Woman is it's. Wonder Woman is definitely a character that's been around. It's a property that's been around for a long time, and it's an opportunity to tell a unique story because she's a pretty big superhero. Like right, she's but involved this, with but a lot of people. They chose Wonder Woman right now instead of another Batman or Flash or something because this is, you know, it's a female empowerment movie. It's well, no, they didn't Wonder to, Woman is they always didn't want been, to do Hawkwoman uh, Hawk or woman. What's her name? I forget Hawkwoman because she's just awkward. Who would want to like want to be Hawkwoman? Let's get a Black Canary movie. We're talking, but the whole and also the behind the scenes with this is a, uh, you know, female director and screenwriter, female crew stuff. I mean, this is a statement movie. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes is a movie. Is a movie just to, to go and turn your brain off. This one had responsibilities financially to the shareholders. Yeah. It's like okay, we want to make our money back, but also to the audiences. Much like in the uh, the Endgame movie, I know one of your big problems with it, but I kind of liked it, was in the big honking battle. It's the size of Nebraska, the battlefield, and all the women happened to be in one little group no. at the end going, we got you covered. Now, you did not like that. I thought that was cool. That's the, though it strains credulity, that's the willing suspension of disbelief. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief to have that woman power moment which i loved and it was very inspiring and i know every young girl watching no, that saying, wants to be there. i'm just saying like if there was a couple i get it but it was like every single female superhero was in that on that rock during a giant battle mm-hmm. i don't believe it i don't believe it and now, that's we're willing suspension now, of disbelief they could have from. they could have done a thing where they all communicated into like the, the pass off line because the whole point of that scene is they have to get the football to the end zone mm-hmm and it's like if they all communicate, like, hey, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. I get it. But not when they're all, like, land on the rock. I mean, no. Because yeah. they didn't say, hey, we should all meet up here. Again, it's how much you're— They didn't say that. It's, I don't, it's how much you're willing to suspend your disbelief. You know my only real problem with Independence Day was? You know that alien attack movie? Believe yeah. it or not. Which one? Okay, yeah. The, the first one yeah. where, you know, the, the ships are, they say they're 15 or 30 miles in diameter, right? Yeah. Okay, so which means at the very least it's like it's like 10 mile uh, radius. When uh, Randy Quaid goes in a biplane that's got a top speed of probably 60 miles an I don't hour. Think it's bi- I don't when you talking about when he... Originally it was a biplane. Okay. And then they, they realized it wasn't working because it would take him like eight minutes just to go underneath the... The the uh, spaceship, the big mothership, yeah. and because I, I saw that, and though it didn't make it to the finished product, that was my only real problem with the movie. I, I dealt with the fact that well, they even had an airplane scene in Wonder Woman that didn't make any sense. Where uh, spoilers, yeah. So there's a scene in the movie where they have to get to Cairo, and the reason they can't get to Cairo is because. Uh, Chris Pine's character doesn't have a passport. 
We're talking about Wonder Woman here, okay? Mm-hmm. She's been around for a while. She's got to have fake IDs well, because, no, I mean, well, no, she's thousands of years old. She's I don't, ha- she I don't, has to know how to make fake IDs. I don't IDs. really care if you have fake IDs. I mean, it's Wonder Woman, though. It's like she could go up to an airplane, like, take us to Cairo, please. And there you go. We're going to Cairo. So since they didn't have a passport for Chris Pine's body double, you know, whatever, they just, for some reason there's a jet at the Smithsonian that's fueled and can fly all the way to Con- uh, Cairo. <laughs> but not even that. Like, they get into this airplane, right? They're not wearing helmets or anything. And they're having a full conversation, like, as if we were on a swing. Just, like, chatting. And I'm like, <laughs> isn't, like, aren't airplanes loud? But it's like, if you're, especially if you're in a fighter jet like that, like, wouldn't that be loud as heck? And, yeah, it was, I was sitting there going, like, this is, it's, it, I get what they want me to want, but I, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like, well, I'm on kind of except for whatever pops up on Hulu or Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm I'm out of the movie game till the James Bond movie comes in yeah. April. I'm looking forward well, to that. What's interesting to me about and this, I, I was listening to a movie podcast and he was talking about the import, the significance of Wonder Woman, the newer one, is how streaming services are going to be selecting certain movies to release same day. Because they know they don't have they don't have the confidence in that movie making the blockbuster money just in theaters, right? So they're going to choose certain movies and you know and basically say, hey, this is what we're going to do. That way, people who say it's bad, we, we're still getting people who will want to see it, and people will still like we can still say it's good because we had twenty million. people And that's watch not necessarily it. a bad thing because there are many films that bombed at the box office but got new life or cult status or appreciation afterwards and like the vhs days or dvd you know highlander is a classic example there are many films out there that are very popular and got a lot of positive buzzfeed only after it left the cinemas so yeah i think that works just fine streaming is just the new blockbuster video store yeah and i mean i i'm not worried about people making wonder woman again it's just kind of what i enjoy is being reminded that some movies aren't good and there's some like, and again, I would show this in like a, in a class or something. Like, let's find some things that don't make like what what problems happen mm-hmm. and how can we fix them. Well, I think the best way, from what I can gather, they can fix Wonder Woman eighty four is to redo the soundtrack and the transition cuts to make it look like a nineteen eighty four movie. Yeah, outside of like the you okay, know freeze frame at the end, everyone jumping the, in the occasional, air. Occasional like clothing display, mm-hmm. like. There wasn't really any soundtrack that reminds you of the 80s. They even had, like, the president who was supposed to be the president. I think it was Ronald Reagan during that time. Who was the president in 1984? Uh, Reagan. Okay, yeah, even the president didn't look like Reagan. And I was like, that would be an easy thing to do, right? Like, Well, there you go again, Dick. Yeah. No, so no, I, I agree. It was just kind of strange. A lot of it, it's, like they, it's like they pocketed, you know, half the money, and they just kind of made a movie that they... You think they can get off and be like, oh, there you go. There you go. So. I'm just going to watch Catwoman again. <laughs> no, watch Wonder Woman. I would say watch it, man. I wouldn't. Now, I wouldn't necessarily. Give me your HBO Max yeah, login I wouldn't, info. And I mean, I would, I would do a new trial for HBO Max just to watch this. And then, of course, like Doom Patrol. Like Doom Patrol is really good. I would mm-hmm. watch Doom Patrol. I, you push Doom Patrol uh, hard. That's a, good, that's a good comic book show. And it's mature rated only, though, guys. So be careful. There we go. Well, that's our uh, unintended review of yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. 
we didn't plan to go down this rabbit hole, but we did. I do. I really. I, I wanted. I've been wanting to talk about this movie with somebody because I was like, "Come on!" Like I can't feel like the only one. I feel, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm like, "Has anyone else see these things?" And of course, when you go online, everyone's go to Screen Rant. But, but it, what's, what's channel what's on YouTube to me is like watch these those reviews. people who are giving you a hard time. It's like there's nothing wrong with liking the movie, but you can't deny it. Some of the elements of the movie are like totally bonkers. Like just you're like, wait a second, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And especially the ending, like the suspension of belief or whatever you want to call it. There's no way that ending would ever actually happen in the ever. Mm-hmm. In the, in but the, don't give it away because we've been asked no spoilers yeah. and we've been fl- flirting with that line. But, but that, that, I might that, see Pedro Pascal, Pascal the Mandalorian that guy, got that guy to. Is really good, man. I really like he he sold his character in that movie for what. It was, and I was really digging him. Like from from the video that I saw, where they showed many scenes with him, it looked like he reminded me so much of Christopher Walken's character in Batman Returns, a bad guy who yeah. you know kills, you know pushes Selena Kyle out the window, but does everything for his son Chip, and you know, is yeah. sympathetic but not kind of thing. Well, I think in this movie, and this is, okay, this is like my conspiracy theory with it, because I don't know if the director right, slash writer talked about it. They try to make it a little too much like Donald Trump. A well, little too much. Again, that's sloppy writing. And I think, well, I mean, I don't see a problem with doing it, but I think it takes away from creating, because it, it's weird, because we're supposed to hate Donald Trump today, but in the movie, they make it sympathetic. And I was like, is he trying to tell me to be sympathetic to a Donald Trump type person? Because he always talks about wanting more and all this kind of stuff, and the, he's a TV personality, mm-hmm. but you know he's also a businessman, but he's a failing businessman. And I was like, because I, I couldn't tell if they're trying to do it or if this is me just making it up because I've been like been told you know for the past ten years mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Well, again, that and I'll, I'll retract. It's not sloppy. That's lazy writing. Well, doc- I don't know if it's even intended though. So oh, I can't I'm really sure judge it is. Much it. like Doctor Who did, they introduced a Chris Noth character, uh, he where he plays a Trump, you know, solid color ties. Uh, and he's this is the guy that sells his soul to the Daleks to take over the world because he wants a hotel empire. It's that's where it becomes See, lazy they didn't do anything writing. That obvious, because mm-hmm. I mean that's obvious. But there's a lot of things, like the words he says, and I was like, I go, I feel like they're trying to do this, but that's me being to have my conspiracy theory mind. Mm-hmm. And and I was like, I don't know if it's working because this guy is acting really well, and like, there's some things. It's, it's oh, here's uh, my question: Why is the the, the what's his, whatever his name is Pedro Pascal's character? Why was it a guy? Why couldn't it have been a female CEO and a single mother? Oh, I have no idea. But really, that's the whole point. It's they they purposely made. Well, no, it they a didn't. Guy. They didn't even tell you how he knew about the stone. Like he just magically shows up. Like they they kind of said it an off thing. Like. Oh, you go into his office. His office is a mess, and it's like somehow it's archaeology paperwork or something. I mean, it, it, I'm telling you, the writing was so bad. You're just like, what's his insp- like? What's his motivation for this? Because he's in a failing business, so either he hears about this magic stone that he knows for a hundred percent it's going to save his career, <laughs> right? Or it's like it, he's dumb luck and he finds it. And he's like, "Oh, cool! I can have there everything I wanted." Right. But hey, was- I want to give a shout out to Amy, who's from New, uh, buzzing in from New Hampshire with some comments. Yeah, we, we cross state lines. Krista's uh, uh, up there. Uh, uh, Amy's up there. So awesome. Yeah. But yeah, it's the the, it's when you want to make a show more real. For instance, every monster movie nowadays, 
I want to write a monster movie where the monster pops out instead of the girl going, ah, and screaming. She's laughing because in reality, if that were to happen, we'd have the momentary scare. But mm-hmm. then it's like, obviously, you know, Nosferatu don't exist, so you're just a guy in an ugly rubber mask. In the movies, they never consider that possibility. So, again, this guy, if, if, if some guy came in and said, hey, I've got a magic stone here that you can wish and I'll do it, no one's going to believe it. No one's going to look for it. Yeah. If something happens, we're going to find any reason to not to debunk it. Even worse, there's a scene for that, like basically it's exposition explaining the stone, and it's performed by an actor who's clearly wearing a Rastafarian-style wig. And he's supposed to be a shaman, but he looks about my age. And I was like, why would they... And they didn't even like make him look like an actual Mayan shaman. It was just kind of like a guy who looked, probably been smoking a lot of dope for his entire life. It was really bizarre. I was like, is this guy supposed to explain to me about this magic stone? I don't... Well, to this topic, I say, hey, person. Yeah. If you heard about how Congress ended the, the opening of the 117th Congress... They gave their typical prayer, but then they said, amen and a woman. I like it. Well, you know, amen. It's really going for it. That's you, Latin, which comes from Hebraic, which means so be it. Well, it doesn't mean I a know, man. But you know somebody there heard that and go, did he just say something? Like, what was that? Is that, that something just, new? That's where I just got to pinch the, the crown. And I don't care which party gave the prayer. That's just stupid. <laughs> that's just flat out stupid. Well, that, those things you're gonna you're gonna run across those kind of things. True, but I thought that such idiocy would have stayed out of you know. Well, because be, I, I didn't even know "amen" was a Latin thing. Well, neither did the person that said "amen" or a woman. But it, so, if you're gonna say it or, or change it, you should take four seconds to do a Google search on the etymology of the word. You'll find it means nothing to do with man. A man, yeah. And so, to say "a woman" literally makes no sense. Well, you know, it's and funny. so it makes a mockery of what, the whole What I'm process. interested in, I know we, we, you know, in the current PC climate, whenever there's a word man or, wo- like, woman or whatever written, what's interesting, it's all in English. So when it goes to other languages, what are they going to do? Because I feel like we're the first kind of country that's being really weird with the whole PC word usage. Like, this isn't originating from, you know, New Zealand or something. And... I see where you're going with that. However, in... well, like, we'll give you an example. Um, there's a soccer player from Uruguay. He plays in Europe, but he's from Uruguay. Mm-hmm. And there's a term of endearment, which someone else can better explain because I don't know uh, the, the language really they speak. But it has the N word in it, but it's in like the word. Got it. Like, yeah, I, I got you. But like, it's supposed to mean like my brother or mm-hmm. something like that. Like I don't, I'm pretty sure I couldn't find anything that like, oh, if you said it with an ah and then an it, eh, you know, like that meant, you know, something mean. Well, anyway, he said it in like a post saying like, you know, congratulations. Well, mucho but, negro compadre. Yeah, something like something, that. But well, he got banned. He got banned for like three games, and he has to do all these hours of you know, cultural cultural diversity. And it was everyone like, and I, I was like, man, that's really harsh. And for something that is is easily seen as a cultural differences, like mm-hmm. this is what they say over there. Like this is why would you get in trouble for that? But now, in many foreign languages, uh, some nouns are masculine and feminine in and of themselves. 
So they, it's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, especially Hispanic languages, right? Or what? Or, or Latin, French or, or Romantic, you, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. I just know, like, down south, they have different. Words. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, La Chat is the cat, which is feminine. But even if you have a male cat, it's still the noun of cat is a feminine noun. Oh, okay. And so to them, when, I, when it comes to grammar, this is going to sound weird cross gendering makes no whoop. Because, you know, you've said, I am la gata, or la chat, or, or whatever. And you can have a, you know, male best friend with a feminine um, predicate to it, or vice versa. So I don't think it means as much. Because um, you'd have, you know, monsieur le docteur. That's how you would say doctor, but it's male. Or madame le docteur, which would be a female doctor. You don't change it to doctus. To, to make uh, a female. Well, I think that's where we're going. But the whole thing, like what Congress did is, is the new House rules that Nancy Pelosi put out said you can't have gender-specific terms like father, grandson. It has to be parent and grandchild. And I don't see... I think there are much better things to, for Congress to worry yeah, about. Than, I don't know. Because Mike... We're watching a... SVU yesterday, and I laughed out loud at this moment where they're searching for these parents, and they go up to this little four-year-old Sean, and they go, "What's the name of your of your mommy?" And he's like, "Without missing a beat, mommy." <laughs> and I don't know why I was like, "That's probably one of the funniest things that I've heard in a while," because you know, they like didn't help at all, but you know, it's probably true from a kid, right? So it's gonna be interesting to see these kids' perspectives of these word usages growing up. Mm-hmm. And especially what we do in our house is going to be different from what the world does because we kind of discovered that in the past several hundred years that some people are different. And, you know, we might say mother and father in the house. And I know shows are scrambling to do it. Uh, I found myself stuck watching Star Trek Discovery. It's just good enough to keep me tuning in every week. Sap. And they brought in a gender neutral she's born female but she identifies as a there yeah. they and they and they've worked that into the show by they, they have a race in star trek that it's a symbiotic race you have like a, a humanoid host but inside is a little slug creature and they kind of share everything and memories yeah so well, technically they, well, they're, they're already a there no, not krill. trill trill that's uh, what it is so technically they are already a there so it works and that's that's the kind of writing that made Star Trek smart back in the day. It was social commentary, not political commentary. Too far often, people are, are mistaking the two. They'll put political commentary down with their Trump clone or what will soon be Biden clones or, or whatever. And that's not social commentary. That's just for the day of. Yeah. And, you know, that's why you can look back at old Star Trek episodes with, you know, black on one side and white on the other, and it could be 50, 60 years later and go, yeah, that's racial injustice. But if they'd had it to where they had a Richard Nixon clone, they're going, you know, we're not crooks on this planet, that would be laughable because it's political commentary. And that's that's how we started off this whole conversation was sloppy writing versus lazy writing versus bad writing. And of the three, I absolutely forgive bad writing. God knows I've been responsible for enough of it in my life. Yeah, I mean you're not really good. I'm you're not better than me though, so that's why you do it. That's right. You know, Missy to answer Missy's question, yes, uh, yes, he did get in trouble for that. And what's ironic about the soccer player is like oh, five days before that, he put his hands on someone's throat during a game, and he didn't get banned for that. 
But that's like a bannable. That's like a, a, a literally post act. Well, there's always been very offense. capricious. You know, we can on so TV, like, we can show. Well, that's a conspiracy theory with this individual is like, oh, we didn't ban him for doing that because they, they have a new rule in the past couple of years. Is like if you put your hands on another player and you put your hands on the throat, <laughs> you can be banned or you can be in trouble after the game. Because the, the, probably the sacred rule in soccer is whatever the ref says on the field stays. Uh-huh. So, like, they don't go back, you know, oh, we shouldn't have given that penalty. We're taking away the goal or something yeah. like that. They don't really do that anymore. Uh, but, but, like, for the certain rules that, like, especially with COVID, a bunch of players are spitting on other players. And so now they're like, oh, hey, we have video footage of this guy spitting on him. Like, we got to ban him or, you know, we have to make an example. So I, that's the conspiracy theory with this uh, soccer player is since they didn't ban him, they're like, oh, we got to ban him because we forgot to, you know ban him for putting his hand on the guy's throat like choking him we out. We gotta do something. We gotta do something. But uh, but it's it's kind of it's getting kind of we- it's weird in that like it, all this kind of stuff makes me wish that you know you have that typical thousand acres no one's around me I can just be by myself kind of feeling <laughs> like I don't want to deal with that. But I haven't really encountered it in person. A lot of this craziness to me is all online. And, you know, I'm talking about, like, well, it's kind of like this thing, like this Trump thing with uh, the 6th, where, you know, they're having the march or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, does it feel like that's normal in D.C.? Like, people always march on everything. Mm-hmm. But the stuff I read online, I'm like, so should I just, like, should I go to the store and get the bunker stuff? Or, like, what's going on here? And I'm probably not going to end up doing anything because I'm lazy. But, you know, I'm talking oh, about, absolutely. like, all online, it seems very chaotic about what's going on. And well, I, I still feel that we are being told what to be outraged, or they're, they're, yeah. the media is attempting to tell us what we well, should be outraged. Well, you can't tell on. me to, to like Wonder Woman, okay? <laughs> Tune into the, the comments I got on mine. They will do everything to say, oh, God, yeah, it was. I would give it a D minus, but you need to watch it so you can make your own determination. Well, that's literally what I would say. It's like you need to watch it. But I, I really don't, Dick. You do. It's so, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those kind of, it's kind of like a miracle. You're like, I wonder how this actually happened. Like, tell me how this... I want to know. It's a miracle. I want to know. Hey, Jay's tuned in. Good morning, Jay. Good to have you on. Comments you you know what? Uh, what's funny, though, is with them releasing Wonder Woman on streaming, I'm like, I got real excited for this year because there's no way they're not going to release Dune for another year. Like, they got to release it this year. Sooner or later, they're going to have to make their money back. Like, I'm really pumped for that movie. And I'm like, I swear, if they keep pushing this off... Because it's kind of like the James Bond movie. I get why they could do James Bond... But I don't really get it. They're banking on the fact that people, when it comes out, yeah. they need as many people to show up as humanly possible to try and make some of the money back to, to re-energize their, their bank accounts so they can make the next one. Well, I think they're trying to sell it. From what I was reading is MGM was selling out. Like, they're selling their properties. And I think that's why they're holding off on the James Bond because really the idea in the film world is you can only make as much money, if not more, than the last movie you made of that, of that deal. So, there are very few exceptions to that. You're right, and yeah, and I'm, I'd be interested. I, I'd be interested to see what they do with that, especially movie theaters here, because I don't think the Grand's open down the road. I, I haven't heard anything from Chris, and I know. Well, I know that at least one of the two cinemas in the Woodlands is open. Yeah, but yeah. all the movies are crap, though. I I agree. I, I thought that the James Bond would be there, and I was excited. I was like, yeah, over New Year's, let's go watch let's it. See what's showing right now. Let's it's see. films I've got. I can't even tell you what they are. That's how little they they mean. To I really me. wanted to see that Mel Gibson Santa Claus movie. Oh, Fat Man! It's, yeah, it's out on 
It's yeah. out there. I really wanted to see I that. I want to see that, Because I didn't know if it was supposed to be a serious movie or if it was supposed to point It's black humor, dark okay, humor. Okay, good. Because I was like, that, I could see that movie being funny, but I don't know if well, they're the, trying to... The premise is Santa, Mel Gibson, misses someone's house, some kid's house, a little rich kid. It's probably supposed to be a little Donald Trump in training. And so the kid puts a hit out on Santa Claus with all these bounty hunters I like and assassins. It. I, mean, I can see that happening. And so though. it becomes Santa, you know, with... It's like the, I can see uh, a kid being upset and doing that. I can see a kid doing that. But I that. can guarantee you the person who wrote this watched Scrooged, the Bill Murray movie, yeah. where it was Lee Majors in The Night the Reindeer Died, and thought, what if there was an actual real version of this? And that's what they came up with. Fair enough. Yeah, there's really not that many movies out. That's kind of interesting. So, yeah. You got The War with Grandpa. The what? The War with Robert De Niro. Yeah, no, I'm a. I'll, I'll I pass. Know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people have like shifted their entertainment, and it's almost a perfect storm for streaming services right now. Oh, Americans are great at adapting it's to like, weird circumstances. Oh, hey, we're already kind of gotten used to getting everything delivered to home and all that kind of stuff. We're just going to stick with this, mm-hmm. even after the pandemic or wherever that where it's not an epidemic pandemic. And that's where I over. just beg people, encourage people as soon as you can, whether it's now or later on. Support local restaurants, boutiques, craft stores. And even if it's a chain, most of those are franchises. So, you know, the people owning that. Yeah, Holly and I went Home to Joe's Depot for that anniversary. You went, oh, yeah, went did Joe's. you? Yeah, it was good, man. That food's too good. Because like, they give you a lot. And I'm like, I made the mistake of eating really fast. And so halfway through our date, I was like, I don't, I feel full. Like, I want to go for a walk and talk. I don't want to. <laughs> so much food. Oh, Lord. I, I got to give props to my mom. She had yeah. me and Mrs. Skippy over last night, and she was kind of cooking a kind of a smorgasbord Wait, of different hey, things. Let me we ask ate you this. way too much. And listeners, too. What, what was the fireworks situation for New Year's? Because I didn't see any fireworks really over the lake. And I don't think they do that anymore, do they? Like, even for Fourth of July well, or Houston, New Year's. Well, Houston, you can't. Except no, I meant, for like, I meant like the show. Not like, oh, I go buy fireworks. We did not. The Woodlands did not have one proper because. Yeah. I would have been recording it uh, for Woodlands Online. However, in my neighborhood, fireworks were allowed. Yeah. And so we had a lot of, you know, outside. I was just curious because, like, it didn't really feel like New Year's to me. Well, no, especially, like, Cause we were, in New York we with the empty streets for I'm the like, parade. And, yeah. and, and, you know, and only the mayor. Dan- mayor says everyone stay home, but I'm going to be on stage with my wife dancing. That was optics, that was Bill. really weird. Yeah, Bill, that was not good optics. But I mean, I then again, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I was in that position, and this is a once in a lifetime situation to be alone on Times Square, yeah, I'd do it with my wife. Oh yeah, yeah, but not after you've told everyone else you no. got to stay home. You got to make a sacrifice to to get what you <laughs> For want. Me. Yeah, you got to stay home so I can dance with my wife. Because at least I get, you can tell people you did that. Yep. I think it's kind of strange, especially someone filming it. Like I wouldn't want anyone filming me doing that because <laughs> now not everyone knows. And again, you got to say, Bill, what were you planning on conveying to the world? We don't want, you know, by you dancing with your wife and making sure we saw it, what were you trying to convey? You know what's strange? I was thinking about this. What's that? I was thinking about being a politician today. To me, it's almost like it's too simple to be a politician because the rules are already set for you. Meaning, like, everyone wants to talk about, like, everyone wants to know about COVID, right? But it's like, all you have to do is stay in your home, wear a mask 24-7 if you're a politician. Like, never be without a mask. Mm. Just wear it, no matter what. And, like, you'll never get in trouble. 
because now the only people talk about politicians getting in trouble is because when they're doing something that, or if their own candidate's caught without, well, it's like that's forgivable. Well, it's 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 so amazing to me that like, especially during this time and being a politician, there's what is it called apathy? I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like, who's that? Uh, Corbin? Who's our senator? Corbin? Cornyn. 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 John Cornyn. Go to his Twitter feed, and that dude, like, he seems so disconnected. And it's like mm. Twitter, because Twitter. I believe some, it. Like Twitter's something that you go to personally, and you're like, "Oh, I want to share this with my friends or whatever." And it's like he's he, he shared this steak from Perini's the other day, and Perini's. I've I, this by Abilene. I've been there several times. Very good place. But it's like it's kind of a strange thing to show people. Like you didn't make that, so it's like you're just because that steak was probably you know fifty bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, because it'd be one thing if you made your own steak and be like, oh, look what I did. I get it. But not when you're showing off going to an expensive restaurant and be like, oh, yeah. At least you're not in your kitchen eating $30 a pint ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Like, it's just kind of like, what are you doing, man? It, it, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of worrisome where that's the disconnect. Well, so. um, something that's going to be happening tomorrow is the Georgia runoffs for the Senate seats. So there are two up for grabs. We, now the two Republicans are the incumbents. This will determine if uh, there's not only a majority either way, but enough of a majority that should someone cross party lines, things can still be held in checks and balances. This yeah. will be very interesting to see how it turns out. Uh, it, it, it's wackadoodle. I'm not worried about it, man. I'm not worried about it. because, I, And I haven't gone to the whole whatever's well, going to happen is going to happen. I feel, but I, mean, I have to trust in the system at this point. Yeah. So we'll see. And I, I wanted to to kind of pimp myself here because, you know, Jay popped on. Do you know that Jay and I are doing a, a gig together? I'm glad. I mean, it's, it's, it, hopefully it's the politics show. It is. It's Purple Politics on yeah. Women's Online. Women's Online. We they, already they, recorded you, our first episode. I can't believe you got rid of that lady that fast. The other She head. got rid of herself, man. Yeah. She disappeared. So Sorry, lady. I don't even know her name. Sorry, I, I do, but I'm not going to say it on the air. Uh, oh, oh! I like this is drama, right? Oh no, no, no! It's just great. I don't want to. How dare you say bad things about me? But no, Jay and I recorded our first episode. So what? Really what's good. the schedule for like for that? Is that like a Monday thing, Tuesday thing? Uh, we Whenever recorded our thing? we recorded on Tuesday afternoons. We're hoping that'll come up on Friday. So we're probably a week behind. So hopefully this Thursday or Friday, uh, the one we shot last week will be up, and then we can get. Do you have group. a Facebook page for it? I don't think so, but there needs to be. Okay. We'll get on that right away. But yeah, if you go to woodlandsonline.com, you can see previous episodes with two other hosts and then me and a co-host, a different co-host, and now me and Jay. I would love to talk politics with you. Come on. Because I'll, I'll we'll just, talk about it. Because I'm afraid to do my conspiracy theories here, and I just love it. <laughs> I love I love because like the more I, the more I read about how the how this country works, it's like come on, how how can this not breed conspiracy? Oh yeah. Like I love it. It's it's wonderful. And especially like okay, to give you an example, this is kind of weird to me and I would love to that's why I want to interview these politicians cuz it'd be fun to understand things. Uh like the AOC voted for Nancy Pelosi. Mm-hmm. Now, in my mind, what who could she have voted for besides Nancy Pelosi? How does that work? Well, Nancy Pelosi she generally wants to be won. the speaker of the house. Yeah, she wants so, to remain. So it's like a little house. miniature voting inside of a club, right? So the house is has a, is a club, and they're like, "Hey, every year we vote for somebody to be the speaker of the house." Every administration or two, uh, every every term. Yeah. So we we vote for the speaker of the house. 
So it could be anyone. Like, anyone can throw their hat in the ring, correct? Mm-hmm. So, like, another Democrat could run against Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Or, but they would have to be very careful about that. It's hard to run against an established one unless you, you're yeah. pretty confident. Because whoever, let's say Pelosi wins, as she did, going to remember that. Ah, oh, yeah, so you, you wanted to... How's it not breed it? I love uh-huh. it. It's like, oh, you didn't vote for me, so I'm not helping you. Oh, you mean you're not going to help my constituents, the people who I'm representing? No, because I don't like you. So I like that stuff. They should do it like a, you know, blind vote. <laughs> Yeah. Secret ballot, like in Survivor. What they should do is just torch. record everything in any government office. That way we can watch them. So we can watch the Watchmen. Like CN, uh, not CNBC, a C-SPAN. Yeah. In every like, office. Yeah, in every, like, the hallways of wherever they're hanging out. And, like, Dude, I would pay top. Body cams. Body cams on politicians. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, there Colony. we go. That'd be great. That'd Body be cams on politicians. That is going to be my 2024... One of my platforms when I run for president in 24. I mean, they're basically already doing it to Trump. Body cams for politicians. And I'd be the first to wear it, too. Because, I, I mean, I'm so surprised no one has, like, a secret camera on them and just collecting data. <laughs> well, they, they are, as the Georgia governor just Yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. Like, I'd be doing that all the time. All the time I'd be doing that. Uh-huh. I'm, all, I'm thinking about doing it just for, for the heck of it here, you know? <laughs> just wear a hat saying you're being recorded and watched. Right. Just, I'm gonna tape a GoPro yeah. to the top of my head. <laughs> but no, it's just, and that's one thing. I when I was talking about the AOC thing, because it's funny that she's very vocal, and but it's like when it comes down to voting, like it's okay to disagree with somebody, and it's okay to, to me. It's okay to not vote for that lady mm-hmm. because you don't like what she does. But it's like, but apparently everyone did, like doesn't care. Like, yeah, let's just vote for. Her. Well, no, it was a narrow victory, and not everyone voted um, for. Her. No, oh, so there were some people that didn't vote for her. Yeah, oh. yeah. It wasn't a it wasn't a a wash or or blowout or however you want to phrase it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it really works over there. I think it's just all kind of handshakes, and I still don't see how they get cash though. Like, where's the envelope money being passed around? Well, they just they just well because like they always say they oh do PayPal well, into like, the who bank was account. It? Is it like Kevin Brady? Like, oh, Kevin Brady's in the telecom pockets, and you go to the donation, it's like twenty grand. Mm-hmm. You're like really twenty grand? You think they're that cheap? <laughs> I feel like there'd be a little bit more money than twenty grand. Well, yeah, but they gave them free cable. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's the, what's the real deal here? Free cable for life and a five G phone. Because I want. I mean, I guess I had the numbers have to make sense to me to like convince me of what you're telling me. So telecom, when I run, I, I can get your pocket if you can make me like a, a bat phone. Like Dude, it's only you pick it up would, and it only goes. To I would give all give me all the money, per- telecom. Just give better internet in this area. Like people would love it. Mm-hmm. Even if we traded something for it, like just give us, you know, the best internet always up. Because Suddenlink sucks. And Suddenlink su- is obviously not a sponsor of our show. Well, I mean, the only reason I say Suddenlink sucks is like it randomly drops. There's no explaining it. It's not like, oh, there's a thunderstorm. I get it. I understand. But like then, yeah, Consolidate is just the slow old horse. But yeah. Yeah, I'm still sticking in the woodlands. I've got Spectrum, and I I like it enough. It's had See, its that's, problems. That's the kind of politician I'd be. That I would totally be. take bribes, but it has to help the people. Oh, bribes are like a kind of a Robin Hood thing yeah. almost. Totally do it. Okay. Quality of life matters to me, especially with my neighbors. It's like everyone needs better internet. We need like we need something more options in downtown. What do I have to do? That to sell a body part? What do we need to do here? <laughs> Well, no, it's whose body part to sell. We can do something like that. Okay. 
There you go. Shall, it's ten twenty. Shall we take a station break and if you want, yeah, warm up the coffee and come back? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, what show have you been listening to? You've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings, our first broadcast of twenty twenty one. Don't go away. We will be back. Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit, began in 2014 with a mission to strengthen the future of veterans through leadership and entrepreneurship training. We've invested over 1,400 hours of training in our veterans while connecting them with community entrepreneurs and leaders. Our mission is to continue investing in our veterans who have given so much for our country. Please join us in our mission by visiting velinstitute.org. That's V-E-L Institute. Org. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub Podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Hey, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. It is 1024 on the dot on January the 4th, 2021. Change is already happening um, in, what, two weeks and one day. There's going to be an inauguration barring anything spectacular or outrageous happening between now and then. Uh, there will be... Yeah. The, I want to know what's going on with this UFO talk. Have you seen that? Well, I heard that there was... This was New Zealand. Where was it? Some big town saw, like, everyone saw a big UFO, but yeah. from the one picture I saw, it looked like it was a satellite flaming well, no, I, coming back I was talking about, apparently in that in that COVID thing they passed recently, there was something in it saying they have to release certain information in, like, three months about some UFO stuff. Cool. I thought that was really strange, but then... Hey, it beats giving money to the Rockefeller Center, so... Everyone needs their due, man. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I wish I was kind of disappointed I wasn't in the bill. Right. Yeah. That's what that's what I should probably be working on. Getting into a bill? Like being that kind of person who gets those kind of benefits. Like how do you become that person? Yeah, because it's not us right now, that's yeah. for sure. We gotta think about <laughs> this. It's gonna be a hard thought, but like I think we could we could work it out. We could do something. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I think I have a good name for it. Like that like you when you hear my name, like that sounds like a person. That would get stuff from Congress and stuff. Yeah, well, problem is anyone who would run against you would just be, don't be a dick, vote for me. Well, I'm not trying to run for anything. I'm trying to benefit from... Oh, oh, things. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like if you know a guy who knows a guy, it's like, oh, yeah, just throw it into the bill. That's how it works. And if you had a little creature pet with you, it could be a dick-billed platypus. Yeah. I think it would all work out. 
I was stretching on that one. I'm sorry. I need more coffee. Yeah. Um, that was a stretch. Because I, I was telling Holly last night, I go, I, I would uh, I would own a business of mercenaries. I do that because we're watching an episode about mercenaries being hired by the government and doing like torturing and all that kind of stuff. Or soft torturing. I forgot what the key word was there. But uh, <laughs> I was like, can you imagine? Just soft being... torturing. Is that, is that like mostly dead? <laughs> no, it was something like this doctor. Oh, you it... haven't been tortured. You've only been softly well, tortured. No, it, it's like it's methods that aren't long-term effects. Yeah. So like it's not like they're cutting off your finger and you don't have a finger. It's like more waterboarding. Of, yeah, it's something like that. Uh, it's like more of just psychological torturing. But they call there it are four else. lights, that kind of thing. But the doctor got in trouble with the the medical board because she basically disregarded the is it hippocratical or hippocratic 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 vote mm-hmm. oath. So she lost her license because she helped out a mercenary firm in Iraq to develop like. Soft torturing or whatever the keyword was. Okay, but I told Holly I would totally be that the person who I'd be a Tony Stark. Basically, I was like, I would totally do that. Would you be the Tony Stark? But like before he becomes a good person, that's who I would be. Uh huh. I really think I'd be the Ant Man character if I was anyone in Marvel. Oh really? Yeah. Just the sad sack who lucks out on something and tries to become a better person as a result. Yeah. You've been to prison? What? He went to prison. What? Oh. I can see that. I can see your name being changed <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. What am I going with this year? Sean yeah. something? Thompson? Yeah. That's why you're an actor. That's why I go by Skippy. Yeah, that's why you're an actor. Though. That's why I'm an actor. So, we should play that game. It's like, what What? What doesn't surprise somebody who says oh, something about Here are you. five things about me. One yeah. of them is false. Which one is it? Yeah, something like that. That'd be pretty funny. But uh, but yeah, so it's 2021. We got a lot of stuff going on. I I think the uh, the biggest thing here is we're a nonprofit at the Lone Star Community Radio. So we're yeah, gonna, big change for the radio start station. Running promos and stuff for soliciting donations and donations, uh, underwriters, underwriters, corporate sponsors, patrons, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing that right now. I'm setting everything up. And we're really trying to add a community feel. You know, we'll start off each broadcast with, you know, like local news, weather, traffic, stuff like that. Trying well, to locally, that throughout. you know, uh, January 1st is when we put all the new people in who got, or people who got reelected or whatever. And it was like happening at midnight. I would get, yeah. I was getting Facebook. I saw so Rain Henderson get sworn in live on Facebook. At, at midnight? Yeah, at midnight. Well, no, he was already there. It was, they, a, it was do, a reaffirmation. Do they not want to like forget to do it? Is that why they do it at midnight? It's like if we don't do it at midnight, we're gonna forget, and so we're just gonna continue on. I'm sure there are instruments in place that okay, if you fall asleep at midnight, you can do it in the next morning, and there's yeah. no power vacuum. But I thought it was cool that there was Wayne Mack, I think, and he was swearing in Rand. Well, I feel like he's always up. Yeah, I think I think Wayne <laughs> Mack's insomniac. Yeah, so it was cool to watch that, and you know, Wayne, kind of a seamless transition. Wayne, are you an insomniac? You know who's you know who's Dev Undermine once said. I mean, I got so many good jokes today, but uh, <laughs> but locally, that's really about it. I mean, I know schools are still doing like if open, not open. I know COVID now the new COVID thing is the new strain of COVID, and then like you know, mask, mask, no mask, whatever. And then um, my bowling game has been improving, so that's important. Uh, well, I feel that a lot of the country is in a kind of a fugue state right now, kind of in a holding pattern as they wait for inauguration day to hit. And I've noticed... Why is that? Like, Well, well, same thing like nowadays, especially with the media, something bad, someone does something bad. There seems to be a 24-hour silence from the media because they're trying to figure out if this person is Republican or Democrat, for instance. This is a perspective thing I need to... They're afraid to come down on either side. I need a real perspective on this. So you, you always say like... 
or you said in the past, oh, November 4th, that's when COVID's going away. That didn't happen. Uh, well, no. Sean. Uh, the no, impl- no, my no, thought no, was we would have a clearer, we but, wouldn't have these Supreme like, Court decisions to be I made. I think since I've been alive, the only thing I remember that I was directly affected with, with the transition of power and a president, is when Obama, President Obama did the Affordable Care Act and I had to pay money. Mm-hmm. Like that was the only thing that was like a different shift from the year before. Where it's like I have to get health yeah, insurance it was a or pay money. Complete overhaul using but like, an know, organization that Trump's wasn't set up time, for. And it. I would love to hear people like, if what did Trump do that like changed your life directly? Like, you started getting phone calls because no, of this. a lot of people got a job. Well, no, you can't. I mean, yeah, you can. No, you can. They were the manufacturing industry. Sorry, the previous administration said those jobs are gone and they're not coming back. So they, they came back. So they lowered the standards who they hire. That you try to make fun of them? No, they they enticed it. companies to come back and reopen their doors. Because I don't see doors. a big shift happening. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. I'm kind of like I'm curious to see what really. Because I know some people really had a change at one point in their lives because it was like a transition of power or mm-hmm. you know whatever. But not not in my life. And I might that might be saying something about you know maybe I just don't do enough to where I have risk or something. But I'll be interested to hear from people's, you know, you might say your emotional uh, status has changed because you're just, I'm tired of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with whatever's coming next. But Yeah, for the most part, the media and the engaged public can't come down either side on anything new in regards to the next step of COVID because they're waiting to see that they need to make sure the, you know, whoever supposed to be president is then they can throw support behind whatever that administration says, if it's Biden. If it's Trump, of course, they'll do the opposite as they have been. But it's 95% confidence in it being President Biden come December or January. Well, I mean, the thing is, when it, when it finally happens, like, what do I, I don't really see anything with the new president, like, changing too much. Like, the only thing I can really see is if we go to a conflict or something, because that's usually what kind of dictates what happens in the presidency. Like, do we go to war or not this just this term? Mm-hmm. Or do we continue something? You know what I'm talking about? Because I feel like we're still doing something. We're bombing somebody right now. Who? I don't know. That's feel, what I'm saying. It's, but I feel like we're doing it. It's when troops are being pulled out left and right from, no, we're doing from something. war zones. Someone's doing something that's hurting somebody else. Some some, some soft torturing's going on. And, I'll, I you know, do we need to know about it? I don't know. Well, the soft torturing was happening, and everyone's watching Wonder Woman 84. That's very true. <laughs> oh, um, that's the definition of soft torture. Gotcha. Yeah. I think one of my favorite moments in that movie... Um, never mind. You can't, yeah. yeah. I mean, Spoilers. there's so many favorite moments I have. You need to go see it. You need to see that movie, man. Give me your HBO Max login. I will login. give you my HBO Max login. Okay. That's the only reason. So, that's the only way I'm going to watch it. Yeah. That's, that's fine. Then you can watch Doom Patrol, too. I would watch. I would say that's a must. That was you know year in review on Wednesday. We're going to do a year review show on Wednesday, mm-hmm. a full two hour show about you know looking back at entertainment, arts, looking back at COVID, looking back at politics, all stuff. But I will say Doom Patrol sneak peek is going to be on my list. Of there you go. Things you need to check out. Speaking of year in review, there was something that by and large entertained me and amused me. It was called Furby. <laughs> no, it was a Netflix show called oh oh was it go to hell 2020 or died 2020 and it was a a very funny year in review oh holly was watching that it was kind of a parody right yeah well it was 
they would get series from time to time, but I mean, they were going, you know, from January 1st. Yeah. But they're like, 2020, a year so bad, they named it twice. You know, that kind of thing. Yes. It was, they obviously it skewed towards the left because it's entertainment. That's what they do. And I watched that knowing that. But on the whole, it was pretty good about just riff, what I attempt to do, it's riff on idiocy in general. Well, yeah. There's some um, things that people did last year that didn't make any sense. So I, I wish I'm drawing a blank on the name, and I, I just watched it. But if, if you have Netflix, it's something. It'll be in the top ten, and it's something 2020. Go to hell 2020 or goodbye 2020 or hate you 2020, something like that. It, it was funny, but it was a, a very funny year in review, and we're going to do our, our own pale reflection of that on Wednesday. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, then we're going to have the suture buddy come in, the doctor. I forget. I don't yeah, he came in about a year ago, yeah. wasn't it? And he invented this this great thing to help doctors and medics and paramedics and stuff. It's uh, how to learn how to do sutures on a on a reusable fake skin thing that was, but it had the muscle masses underneath it that it really emulated real skin and tissue and, and stuff like that. And I guess uh, I know he was just starting out last time he saw us. We'll see what the the last year's brought him. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. We'll talk about medical stuff. We'll talk about medical stuff. You know how it is. We'll, we'll talk about if I should get a vaccine or not. That's I'm a hot topic. I'm telling you, we need to do Dick and Skippy get COVID tested. There's a place in the Woodlands that's offering free I, COVID oh, testing. Oh, I'll get COVID tested. But, but you we know, should do it together vaccine and, and video stuff, it. That scares me, man. You know why? Because X-Files. It's the only reason. Well, there's a reason why most vaccines take years to, to hit the mass market because you got to look at long-term effects. These aren't happening. Do you think they're going to do those those things where it's like you can't go to like a concert if you don't have you're not vaccinated? Oh, the, like the, do you the, think the, that's really going to happen? Yeah, I do. Well, it depends if if uh, like if a the, barcode. We're going to get a barcode. Yeah, there there will be a COVID passport that the administ that the new administration, assuming it's who I think it's going to so like be, like an actual passport. Like a piece well, of paper that I have to have on me. Well, what is that? What a is virtual it? version. Papers. Yeah, give, give us your papers. papers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, that'd be great. I'm telling you, boots <laughs> on the ground. That's the way we should be living our life. If you don't have any paper, you're in trouble, bro. You're out. Yeah. Oh, listener Dennis wants to know about our taco reviews. We're getting back in the taco reviews. We're getting back too. in the taco reviews. Don't worry. Uh, we're changing day, them. Well, we Tuesdays. Yeah, we changed. So we ran into some issues with the COVID and our, like places we're trying to do, and then we're like, how do we really approach this because we want to be consistent with it and. We're, we're, we're trying to figure it out because I, what I would like to do with it is we have two segments. We have our taco reviews, but then we have a Dick and Skippy visit. Mm-hmm. And we go around town visiting different places and having you know us you know encounter it. Yeah, interviewing the business owner or yeah. key people. So we're still eating tacos, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, we had, I had a burrito with you the other day at Taco Vilos because my favorite taco place, Rosie's, wasn't open. I know. You and so they, they literally blocked it with a truck. And I'm like, see, they're getting ready for the, the January 6th underground, whatever, where a whole world goes to the crap, mm-hmm. apparently. So they put a truck in front of their place. I'm like, this is getting serious. If I can't get my tacos, like, what's next? Yep. So, you're in review on Wednesday. I'm excited about it. Uh, please join us there. Special guest on Friday. Special guest on Friday. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? I mean... No, I think I think we're good. It's a great way to slide into the new year. Lots to talk about. Like I said, we're going up with, with uh, Lone Star being nonprofit. We're really pushing the yeah. community aspect of our show and the other shows here. 
So tune in and tell your friends. Are you watching the playoffs? No. The football playoffs? No. You should. Why? We should watch them together. Okay. I think we should. You can explain to me everything that's going on. What each oh, I can't explain is. anything. Okay, so just beer, beer and yeah, pork rinds? Yeah, that's pretty much, that's like. Oh, okay. That's that's what I like. There we go. So, especially with, oh yeah, football, it's the same thing with all sports. It's just like, I sometimes I have to just go, whatever, it happened. Controversial call, oh no. <laughs> Get over it. Yep. Stuff like that. I really, I would, so do you really think there's going to be a passport kind of thing? See, yeah. That's, see, that's the thing that's kind of interesting to me because, and the, okay, I, we can get in an argument about this, but it's like, you know, we always argue that you can't have, you have to have voter ID, but then it's like, now we have to maybe possibly have ID because we got it vaccinated. And I was wondering, what other aspects in our lives that go both ways? Here's the thing. You need a voter ID. Well, you should. The, the push for having a voter ID to vote is to just confirm your identity that you are eligible to vote. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've had a vaccine for the measles or shingles or if you've got a misdemeanor on I your feel record. Like that'd be a HIPAA thing, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. And that's why it's dangerous to have HIPAA, a when you have a presidential candidate saying pretty strong I will on, impose right? a, a mandate for this. I that's where I cringe. Because I mean Holly was explaining to me how strong HIPAA is. Yeah. Like to the point where like it, it's kind of like uh, I was just telling me one time this guy got in trouble because they were doing an interview and the person in the background was working on a computer and it had medical information about a patient and like somehow the news people got sued and like it became like a mm-hmm. you know a, a tangent of yeah. like this is what is how serious this stuff is and yeah well I mean you still wear medical bracelets and stuff right like but you're not forced to you don't have to have a medical bracelet to go into Kroger. Okay. That's what this will be sent doing. It's you have to, in order just to live. But that's not really happening. That's just kind of the talk of the town because people like talking about stuff. Like us, we're just kind of talking about it. Remember, I remember when I don't you pass a new a, law, you can't pick and choose. I don't see it being a reality. Okay. I, I the only reason because there's too many states that would be like, no, we don't really do that. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, you know, and then become like a big pissing contest. When you have like, a president who feels that, you know, to quote a previous president, if I, you have a pen and a phone. You can make anything happen when one of the two presidential candidates this time around said, I will impose a nationwide mandate. Um, that's a slippery a slope. One, though, right? Yeah, but that's a slippery slope. But see, because you can't do that. I mean, you can do whatever you want, man. Let's be real. You can attempt whatever you want. No, you can do it. Don't ever tell anyone you can't do anything you want. Okay. That's what uh, every like kids' movie tells me. Always dream big. Okay. You know, I- even if it's like, you know, it hurts people. I'm kidding. I'm unsure about the segue here. Listener Dennis is talking about fundamentalist Christians with the mark of the beast 666. 666 came from the alphanumeric code from Hebraic into Greek translation. It was an alphanumeric code for Nero, and there's a mistranslation in the uh, King James Bible. So anyone thinking about 666 or whatever, read your history, take a little theology. Oh, that's and find why out I put it in our about. phone number. Yeah. So it's Nero. Man. Call Nero. Yeah. So that's what that I, I'm not sure what the segue was on that, but I just noticed that comment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I the one thing I, I got is your views on Wednesday. That I guess what I'm looking forward to this year mm-hmm. is I I, I kind of want like October surprises, but like every month. 
I want I want like a story to break that's like, can you believe this has been happening for thirty years? It's like every month there's a it doesn't have to season with, ending cliffhanger. Yeah, it's like it doesn't have to be anything to do with politics. It could just be anything. It's like, what's going on here? Like my favorite one that it went away if you watch football, I think it was the Washington football team. I want to say it was them. But like there was this They don't even have a name. Well no, it was like an underground I don't know how to put it delic- like delicately. Like they basically t- took the cheerleaders and made them do stuff with corporate sponsors and stuff like that. But it wasn't like insinuating that they needed to sleep with other people. But it was like encouraged that they would flirt or so- like something bizarre like that. Hmm. And it- it's been coordinated. It was like happening for like ten years. <laughs> and I'm like, man, that's wild. That's see, that's the kind of sad stuff I want to hear about. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got to get my stuff together for our Wednesday show, talking about the year in review. Yeah. I'd probably just watch that Netflix show again and just steal from it. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of stuff happened, but, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, I'm trying to think, I had like, the COVID was a long-term effect, but it felt like that time period when we were shut down, shut down, was mm-hmm. so long ago that, mm-hmm. it, like, it didn't feel like it was last year. It felt like that was just somewhere in the past. And then recently we've just been like living the COVID life of masks. And it's funny like you mentioned that when I was, the show I was talking about Last Man Standing, it starts off with them having a virtual baby shower of family members because they were, they literally could not leave their houses. Yeah. The, the show set in Colorado. And uh, it took me, it caught me off guard for a minute because I forgot that there were some places where that actually was a thing where you literally weren't allowed to leave your house and, and were forced to, to do these things. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how the yeah. next uh, so few looking, weeks turn I'm out. I'm looking forward to that. So there you go. There we go. Well, we'll be back on Wednesday yeah. with our year in review. If you have thoughts about year in review, let us know. Let us know what we uh, should add to it. Yeah, I think we're going to kind of do it in like 30-minute segments where we have entertainment, politics stuff. Uh, there we go. Quality of life stuff. And then the open one. Science, tech, entertainment. Yeah, this is going to be a good one. Yeah. All right, guys, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll see you on Wednesday. Come up next is going to be the weekly business hour live here uh, at 11 o'clock. And then, of course, Margie Taylor at 12 and Sons of History at 1 and then Nerd Thug Radio at 3. Holy cow. So we got a full lineup on talk radio here on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be back on Wednesday.